to A Sparkling Vintage Life, where we talk about all things vintage and celebrate the grace and charm of an earlier era. I'm your host, Jennifer Leo, and it's February 20th, 2019, as I record this. Today I want to talk about language, specifically foul language, also known as bad language, also known as swearing or cussing. It's all around us these days. Language that would have shocked earlier generations, or at least made them blush, is spouted by the most innocent-looking people. I, for one, dislike it immensely. How about you? Using profanity is decidedly not mannerly, in case you were wondering. There are many who swear because they don't know better. They grew up hearing swearing all around them, and it doesn't occur to them that swearing is offensive to many. And of course, we're all constantly subjected to foul language in movies and books. I can tolerate a curse word here and there, but I will give up early if a book or a movie is laced with profanity. Incidentally, I don't use foul language in my novels, and I've never yet gotten a review that said, this story would have been much improved by the addition of some curse words. (laughs) But to my point, Cursing is so prevalent nowadays that it's quite possible for someone to swear because they simply have no idea that they shouldn't. Others don't have that excuse. They know it's wrong, or they know it offends people, but they curse on purpose for impact. They want to shake things up, and they don't care who they offend in the process. Others swear because it makes them feel powerful. I believe this accounts for the rise in women swearing. In some circles, it's seen as some sort of female empowerment tool to be able to swear just like the men. I guess it's all right for feminists to imitate men, but it would be lovely if they'd choose to imitate the good and admirable masculine behaviors, not the ugly ones. As a writer, I know that words have power. We must always consider the impact our words are having on the person receiving them, whether spoken out loud or written down. If your use of profanity is meant to make someone feel bad, that's the polar opposite of good manners. Good manners are about putting someone else before yourself, or of making someone feel important. Swearing does the opposite of both. It's demeaning and disrespectful for many people. For me, hearing someone swear is like being spattered with mud. It can spoil a moment or darken a whole day. It definitely dulls a sparkling mood. Even if the swearing is not directed at me, but something I simply overhear while out in public, I still feel mud spattered afterward, especially if it's not just an occasional word here or there, but a steady stream like those who feel compelled to use the F-word as a punctuation mark multiple times per sentence. Now, if you find yourself in the presence of swearing and it doesn't bother you, there's no need to do anything. If it does bother you, then whether you can or should do anything about it kind of depends on the circumstances. Of course, if it's a family member or a friend or someone you know and see regularly like a coworker, you could ask them nicely not to swear. If they like you and respect you, then they're likely to respect your wishes. 
With strangers, it's a trickier business. You might make them angry, and they may step up the swearing just to annoy you for fun. Sometimes your best option is to walk away or end the conversation, maybe plug in some earbuds so you can no longer hear them, or whatever seems to suit the situation. If the person protests, tell them you'll be happy to continue the conversation when they're able to control their language. If the conversation is important to them, they will likely make an effort to comply. In doing some research through some old etiquette books I have from the early 20th century, I was surprised not to find swearing even mentioned as a problem to be solved. The closest these books came to talking about inappropriate language was to suggest that certain slang terms were vulgar. Apparently, true swearing was so far beyond the pale that these writers didn't even feel the need to address it. At last I ran across the aptly titled No Nice Girl Swears by Alice Leonie Motes, published in 1933. Miss Motes writes, Although an occasional dam passes unnoticed, any systematic swearing on the part of a woman comes as a shock. It is always ugly, and particularly in moments of stress, vulgar. People who preface every sentence with, my God, are worse. They're tiresome. <laughs> this brings another thought to my mind, and that's to point out that there's a difference between barnyard language, which is crude ways to describe bodily and reproductive functions, and taking the Lord's name in vain, which is a much more serious offense to many and cuts straight to the heart of a true believer's core. With barnyard language, you risk being labeled a bore, but in using names of God in an irreverent or sarcastic manner, you risk wounding people at a much deeper level. So I'd suggest that if you absolutely must swear, you stick to the barnyard and stay out of the church. Back to my research, I did come across some dandy euphemisms for swear words, mostly from Great Grandma's day. You could, for example, say shucks or tater tots, son of a biscuit eater, son of a gun, rats, cheese whiz, dad gummit, dag nabbit, sufferin' succotash, <laughs> fiddlesticks, Horse pucky, Jiminy crickets, fudge, heck, shiitake mushrooms, bricklayer, ah pickles, fooey, my stars, fiddle faddle, great Scott, G willikers, drat, and the ever useful darn. <laughs> I, for one, think those are a lot of fun to say. And I think they should be brought out of mothballs and back into service. What do you think about swearing? Do you dislike it as much as I do? Or do you think it sounds fresh and modern? Do you feel neutral about it? Maybe it doesn't affect you one way or another. Feel free to leave a comment at jenniferlamontleo.com slash podcast. Look for episode three. I'll also leave some show notes there for you. And I'll be back in a moment with today's Grace Note. 
Today's Grace Note is a book I happened to pick up that seemed very apropos to today's topic. The book's title is F You Very Much, Understanding the Culture of Rudeness and What We Can Do About It by Danny Wallace. Please note that F You Very Much is the letter F, not the actual F word. That's another pet peeve of mine, the number of otherwise perfectly good books that include a curse word in the title. Supposedly, this trend is fresh and edgy, but like most overused trends, it's getting stale quickly. That is not the case with Mr. Wallace's book. He very kindly leaves the offensive word off entirely. We can fill it in. Anyway, I'm a few chapters in to F You Very Much, and I am loving it. The author opens with a hilarious account of a man who left England to join ISIS in Syria, and through his blog (laughs) expressed his dismay at the appalling manners of his fellow ISIS members, like not queuing up in an orderly fashion, or feeling free to rifle through another's belongings, or talking loudly while others are trying to sleep. (laughs) Wallace writes, we all get annoyed at our colleagues from time to time. But for Omar, the everyday rudeness displayed by those simultaneously plotting to bring down the very tenets of Western civilization was a step too far. (laughs) The book goes on to talk about all sorts of rudeness in today's culture, from the phenomenon of people who take care of their personal grooming on public transportation to those who hurl around blistering screeds on social media. The back cover description reads, Danny Wallace's quest to stop the madness includes interviews with psychologists, NASA scientists, politicians, and other experts. He joins a radical honesty group, talks to L.A. drivers about road rage, and confronts his own online troll in a pub, all to better understand what's turning even the nicest of us into bullies, mean girls, trolls, and plain old jerks. I look forward to reading the rest of F You Very Much, and I hope you will as well. Again, it's by Danny Wallace, and it's published by Tarcher Peregrine. It's a smart and funny book that makes some excellent points about today's culture. Check the show notes for a link. And that's it for today. Thanks for listening, and come back next week when I'll be discussing another aspect of a sparkling vintage life.